Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I feel terrible waking uh, Henry Louis Gates up so early in the morning. I, I really honestly do, man. So God bless you. Happy New Year and all the good stuff you uh, have done. And, man, I saw a story on a, a, was a, it was an a, was it AARP. They did a, a, a story, an article on the lineup. Uh, no, it must have been on. It was one of these publications that I was reading. What a lineup you've got this year! My <laughs> goodness, Carol Burnett. Uh, I mean, who? I mean, who, give it. Give me some more names. We well, we have. First of all, good morning, my brother. How are you doing? Uh, Happy uh, New Year to you and Sherry. Same to you and your family. God bless. And I want to say, but let me say first of all that um, I hardly slept last night, man, because I, I was so worried about DeMar Hamlin. What, is there an update? Well, we had a caller who uh, wanted to uh, talk about it, and, and, I, and I must tell you, I, I told him we're going to have to do it later. Uh, I don't have an update, uh, but since you've asked about it, I can now talk about it. I usually try to you know, at least stick with some of the topics. I was so upset with what was going on with Santos. Uh, that, oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, that uh, I, 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 I sort of t- asked the caller to get back with us later. But to answer your question, no, I, 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 I have not, I don't have an update. Well, you know what was so strange to me? I mean, first of all, it was such a tragedy, and I hope the brother's doing okay. Um, but why the commissioner didn't make an announcement, you know, and a formal announcement. They, they kept us all, all those people at the stadium, kept in limbo, all of us watching at home, just worrying. And then, you know, an hour later or something, then they just say, well, the game has been um, postponed, rescheduled. I thought that was irresponsible myself. Um, what did you think? Well, now, that, again, you got, I, I must admit, and I'm being honest with you and my audience, I didn't know about it until I got up this morning because I just didn't watch the game. Uh, right, and, right. and so I'll be honest, I, I was not aware, woke up this morning, saw the headline, and I, I, didn't, I just didn't think about it. Now, here's, now that you've mentioned this, I mean, I wonder if the HIPAA law had anything to do with it. Well, it could have been, or you know, the privacy to the family. Yeah, right, or right, right. Something, but the whole thing is very odd. It'll be interesting to see how this all yeah, yeah. Takes that, down. Now that, and that's just my thought off the top of my head. Is sure. that before we start talking about his condition, we have to keep in mind. And and again, I'll probably get a lot of calls about this, and Lord knows a bunch of texts. But but it it, it could be. Well, let, wait a minute. We better check with the family, make sure they want this to be, you know, known. We forget mm-hmm. that these guys are employees. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. we do forget that. We forget they that, have, yeah. So Yeah, we forget that they have families, too. That's you know? right. But it that's was, right. Well, we'll I'll, I'll be following you, and I look forward to your further comment. But in terms of the um, our sessions, you said uh, to your listeners that— oh. It's our tradition that, uh, and I want everybody to know, I only do one interview 
per episode with any um, commentator in America, and that is with you. So when, because you're going to the swearing-in of the Black Caucus later today, I believe, the, um, and Sheila Jackson Lee, my classmate from Yale, invited me to come, but I, I couldn't come. So they said, you got to do 7.30. I go, what? Then I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it for you because it's our tradition. You're right. Season 9 is amazing. It's a dazzling um, array of guests starting tonight with Julia Roberts and Edward Norton. We'll come back and talk about that. Carol Burnett, whom I used to see on TV, man, when I was a kid. Carol Burnett, 88 years old, wow. uh, is a guest in, in the season, in the series, Viola Davis. Viola Davis flew back from South Africa, man, just to do um, our interview. Danny Trejo, um, Angela Davis, the philosopher. Angela Davis? Angela Davis, baby. And, I'm, you know, I won't tell you any of the things that we, we found for any of these guests, because you and I are going to be doing this every week. Brian Cox, the star of Succession, one of my um, favorite shows. Joe Manganello, oh my God, wait till you hear about uh, Joe Manganello, Claire Danes, and Jeff Daniels. It's just an astonishing array. And it just shows the popularity of Finding Your Roots, which is the number one show on nonfiction series on PBS. Congratulations, so man. Congratulations. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Well, well, let me tell you about tonight with Julia Roberts. And with Edward Norton, okay? Um, We found out that Julia Roberts' great-great-grandmother's name was Rhoda Roberts, gave birth to Julia's great-grandfather. His name was John Roberts. But, Joe, there was a slight problem. Rhoda Roberts' husband, Willis Roberts, died (laughs) 14 years before she gave birth to a child that she named John Roberts. So the child couldn't be a Roberts, you know, I mean, then who was his daddy? So we did through DNA. And I know you love the the mystery and magic of DNA through DNA analysis. C.C. Moore, whom you know very well. Yeah, mentioned her this morning uh, because she was involved with tracking, helping to track down this uh, alleged uh, killer in in, uh, Moscow, Idaho. Oh, wow. Yep, that's great. So. We found out that Rose, the father of Julia Roberts' great-grandfather, was not a Roberts at all. His name was Henry McDonald Mitchell, Jr. Henry was John Roberts' father. That makes Henry Julia's biological great-great-grandfather, which means that Julia Roberts is really Julia Mitchell. <laughs> wow. Now, and, and, and obviously— Nobody in her family talked about it, and she did not know. She said, "She said, is my head still um, oh, turning, uh, uh, facing you?" Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, and isn't that amazing? And then on Edward Norton's side, man, Edward Norton had um, a, a, a family myth that you know about. Black people could have invented family myths, you know, the Cherokee <laughs> great great grandmother and all right, that stuff. Right. Well. Edward Norton's family myth was that he's descended from Pocahontas. So that must be rubbish, right? Joe, we did the research, and Pocahontas and her husband, John Rolfe, who got married in Jamestown in 1614. 
Pocahontas and John Rolfe are Edward Norton's 12th great-grandfather and great-grandmother. It's true. The family legend turned out absolutely to be 100% the truth. Then his um, Edward's third great-grandfather, whose name was also Edward Norton, um, was a U.S. Marshal in Virginia. And when the Civil War broke out, he refused to enforce the um, Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. He refused to, um, to turn in runaway enslaved men and women and even wrote to Abraham Lincoln in 1862. We gave Edward a copy of the letter encouraging Lincoln to, uh, to allow black men mm-hmm. to serve in the, in the United States um, Army. Military. In the, what became yeah. the, US, uh, the United States Colored Troops. Yeah, because the, 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 yeah, because for those of the people who follow your history uh, and, and work that you do, the Fugitive Slave Law, if, if you ended up, uh, let's say, even with your slave master going to a free state, you could walk away and be considered free, but uh, slave bounty hunters or whoever could come and grab you and force yes. you back into slavery, correct? That's right. And they often would capture free black men and women and uh, and pretend that they were runaway um, slaves and send them down the river. You know, the famous story of Solomon Northam, which was made in, into um, um, a film. He wrote uh, uh, 12, his own yeah. account called 12 Years a Slave. Right, you know? right. So, yeah, because of the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. So it means that any black person in the North was vulnerable to bounty hunters, just exactly as you said. You know, I I got to tell you, uh, Professor, I am and I know you said I can't I don't want to give it away and I really don't want you to. But when (laughs) I saw that you had done. Uh, the roots of Angela Davis. I mean, we're both the same, come out of the same generation, the same age. I, I always, <laughs> always laugh. We, we, we just, we just uh, brothers from a different mother. But um, mm-hmm. he's the smarter brother. But uh, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, you, you're the better looking and yeah, better but, dressed. <laughs> but I, but I think about. But, but I tell you, Joe, Angela Jerry, Davis. No, Sherry's smarter than both of us. Well, that's true. I mean, there's no if ands, but we we both married up. I mean, there's no question. No question. Because um, I always laugh about when I wanted to interview Professor Gates, and his wife said, "No, you're on vacation." I said, "Oh well." <laughs> that took care of that. <laughs> She's a tough lady, man. She's tough. I said, Joe, uh, I'm more afraid of my wife than I am you. So no, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And but, uh, but you know what? But uh, when I was sitting there across the table from Angela Davis, right? You know these. These interviews, the reveals, as you know, take four hours, five hours. I couldn't believe it, Joe, that I'm sitting there with a woman whose face was on a poster in my dormitory room at Yale, free Angela, because she was unlawfully imprisoned, falsely accused for conspiracy, um, you know, as you well know. I couldn't believe it. And she had profound um, you know, some people want to know about their great great grandfather. She wanted to know who her grandfather was on both sides, and we found her grandfather. And that's all I'm going to tell you because we. <laughs> well, but I, I, I can I can ask this: um, 
and, I mean, and because one of the things other than the DNA and the and the roots and and that you that you uh, un, you and your staff boy what a staff uncover. I'm just curious. Uh, a, a pleasant person was she a nice person? Because when you you know they made they demonized Angela Davis. I mean, made her like the the worst thing that could 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 uh, you know person in the world. But I'm just curious what what kind of personality does she have? Oh, subtle, sophisticated, thoughtful. As you know, our, our reveals depend upon the comments of the guest, right? Because this is not. Henry Louis Gates' uh, introduction to African-American studies at Harvard. You know, this is not a lecture for me. So I throw out what we found, and then I wait for the response. And she gave the most beautiful, thoughtful responses about the ironies that we found in, in her ancestry. And again, I'm not going to give away any of the details. I knew her um, b- before, of course, on the you know, because we're both in the academic community, but uh, not not well, not with the kind of intimacy that one gains from spending four hours walking someone through their book of life, walking them up the branches of their their family tree. And I admire her deeply. And in fact, Harvard um, acquired her papers, her archives, and I was part of that acquisition process. And we had a big conference celebrating her life and, and work um, about a year ago. So you know, I, I just, I revere her. And she is, you know what? When I was an undergraduate, I heard about her. Right. Because um, her professor of philosophy at Brandeis, where she was a student, said that Angela Davis was the smartest philosophy PhD student he had ever had, bar none, white, black, or indifferent. And I thought, wow, maybe I could be a philosopher because Angela Davis is a philosopher. That's how inspiration works. That's mm-hmm. how role models work, isn't it? Yeah, no if and, there's no if ands buts about it. Um and 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 I I always remember uh my first time I I had opportunity to inter- to to make your point. Introduce Julian Bond. This was the this was the fall after he uh, uh, the 68 Convention out of Chicago, mm-hmm. right? And think what right. he had been nominated for uh, for vice president. Vice president, and yeah. uh, and 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 I had the uh, the pleasure because he was on a campaign trip for McCarthy, and and I was a student, and they asked me if I would introduce him, and we just developed a relation, a lifelong relationship. But it was he inspired me to get into politics and. And uh, uh, and and social, you know, the whole social approach to 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 uh, history and science and and everything. And I always remember one thing: asking him, "Do you rehearse your speeches?" Because as you know, he was a hell of a speaker. Smooth, smooth. smooth that's man. not you. That's exactly the word I was looking. Just I said, "Do you actually rehearse your speeches?" And he said, "Joseph." He said, Joe, let me tell you, man, here's what you got to do. Stand in front of a mirror and practice your speeches. Mm. And, and I said, oh, wait a minute, Julian Bond, you don't stand in front of. He said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do it every, every time, every, almost every day. And Well, they uh, worked. <laughs> no, he, no, he was smooth as silk, 
man, he, he was great. I got to know him when I was hired at Harvard in 1991 to chair uh, the Department of African-American Studies. He was on the faculty as a visiting professor. Oh, okay. so I got to, he was there for my first, uh, my first year. And I loved him and his wife, Pam. And in fact, we give a, a fellowship uh, each year, which his wife um, is involved in, in selecting in Julian's honor. Mm-hmm. I admired him. You know, mm-hmm. many of us thought back then, as you remember, that he could possibly be the first black president. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. You know. No, but, that, I mean, that that was where we, uh, we, we, we obviously, our age, thought he was going. No ifs, ands, buts about it. Now, one fine, I don't want to, oh, we don't have much longer. I got three minutes, they tell me. And first of all, okay. once again, let me say to you, thank you for getting up, man. I And, and I mean that sincerely. I, 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 oh, I love I, you, man. I wouldn't, uh, they said, uh, you know, as you know, Saban Streeter is our, our senior uh, series producer. They said, Saban could do it. I go, no way. No way. That's how they got me to do it. They go, Saban's going to do it. I go, what? I don't wake up. (laughs) Well, you tell Saban, my response to the staff was, oh, he's brilliant. No, if I can handle that one. I mean, no, if you got a great senior producer, man, you really do. So uh, he's a Yale. He's a good Yale. like I am. All right. Now, uh, finally, um, let's talk about uh, tonight. What time? And eight o'clock, okay, eight p.m. on PBS. But you know, the final question you always ask me is, "What DNA surprises, Joe?" You oh, gotta that's ask right. Me. I got to ask you that, and especially with Carol Burnett. Now, you already gave us one with Pocahontas. I mean, <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> okay, uh, the, guess, guess who? You know, we do DNA cousins, right? Meaning, an unknown just through your DNA that you match with another person. Guess who? The DNA cousin of Julia Roberts is first, and then guess who the DNA cousin of Edward Norton is? All right. Who, who, you want to guess? Uh, no, I, I can't. No, surprise us. Edward Norton's DNA cousin is Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts' DNA cousin is Edward Norton. Oh! <laughs> now, uh, now, is that the first time this has happened? No, remember Larry David and Bernie Sanders. And we're in the same episode, and they're cousins too. But it's the second time it happened, and they almost went crazy. They, <laughs> wow! They could not. They could not believe it. Well, man, I, I, I got to watch it, and and if you miss it, the reruns are often. And by the way, you can you can go online. I mean, you guys run this now, uh, uh, almost twenty four hours a day. Can't you, people can. Pretty yeah, much they can go up. to PBS Passport. Yes, and um, they're all archived, and you can you can they stream. You know, like everybody, we're all used to streaming now, so the episodes stream. But I love it when because we get the overnights um, tomorrow. We'll get the overnight. So my my request is turn on all your TVs. Now, I don't care if you watch; just turn the TVs on. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, I thought about you when the news this morning where CC Moore. Uh, again, uh, she was she uh, her, her work uh, DNA work led to the arrest of the uh, alleged killer of those four students in Idaho. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. There's you know, a, the story it hit this uh, hit this well it hit last night, so you might want to look it up. Hey, next I week will. I'll Google it. Next week, my my dear brother. Next week, and uh, look forward to it. And certainly tonight, I'll be watching. Thank you. Okay, God bless you. Give Sherry my love. 
You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 